This is Professor X, and you're tuned into the Who's Your Daddy Godcast Network. Get ready to experience a downpour of the manifestation of God's blessing in your life, because 2019 is the year of the latter rain. This is the award-winning podcast from a history with God Ministries Godcast Network, featuring Frank and Christina Sasso. Visit us online at ahistorywithgod.org for articles, links, prophetic words, prayer requests, and other awesome resources. And now, let's join the host of this Godcast, Frank Sasso. Hello, everybody. Hello. <sighs> so, here we are. It's very hot. <laughs> you know what I'm drinking? Water. I'm drinking chocolate milk. Oh. It's too hot for chocolate milk. No, no. I like how it makes me feel. It's a little little earthly comfort. I like sometimes I like to have a glass of chocolate milk. Okay. You ever have to put ice in it? Ice? No. Now now yeah. there's water involved. With I like the mil- ice milk sometimes. Ice milk. Alright, but ice chocolate milk. That's like an ice cream soda. Or an ice cream shake. Ice cream sh- how do you think yeah? Ice? Chocolate? Where's the cream part? Milk? No, no. Uh, anyway. Ice cubes <laughs> in chocolate milk does not mean like, oh, it's an ice cream soda. N- not at all. Let me tell you why I'm drinking the chocolate milk. All right. <laughs> so go ahead. Tell me. I can't wait. Because sometimes, like, once in a while, I feel like I need a glass of chocolate milk. My body, like it craves it sometimes. So whatever, I give into it. Whatever. Well, I definitely a, crave a steak. Yeah, no big deal. Or chocolate. Because I want to tell you, there's a lot of different teachings out there about healing. Oh yes. Yes. Got it. And again, there are teachers that find stuff in the Bible to back up their position as proof mm. that what they're saying is right. And once again, it's wrong. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. But here's... And it's irritating. I'm just saying. It's more than irritating. It, it'll kill you. <laughs> it's irritating. It's irritating to my ears. Yeah. And to you, that's what yeah, I mean. I know. We, yeah. don't, we don't listen to it. Right. Thank God. Here's one thing I want to say right at the top. I thank God. And I, I don't understand it, but we were talking about this this morning. I thank God. And if you're listening to this podcast and you get it, you read it, you're like, yes, you've had the revelation of God and how much he loves you. And then you look at other people like, what is the deal? Why won't they see it? Why can't they see it? Just, you know, pray for them. Right. And just thank God that you you got it. Right. Thank God that you got it. I thank him every day. I'm like, Lord, I don't know why I got it. I don't know why it was so clear to me. I'm just grateful. Yeah. I am so grateful that I got it. And I'm grateful that I got it. And we will always pray for pastors and teachers that don't get it. We'll pray that they get it yeah. and we'll wait for them to get it. That revelation of how much God loves you. Yes. I mean, and very simply, if God is your father, I mean, I can't put it any simpler than this. This is like, I'm trying to make it so that your three-year-old child can understand this. If you have kids out there and you're a parent, we are not parents of human children. We have dogs. Yeah. Our daughters have paws. <laughs> paws, right. That's right. Story already, right? right. 
if you're any kind of a good parent, like, or, or what is good, but like you're, you know, a caring parent who loves your children, loves your children, you want them to do well. I mean, I have dogs that I don't want to be hurt or sick or in any kind of discomfort or pain. I want them to be happy. I want them to be as much as dogs can be happy and satisfied in their life. I create a comfortable place for them to live. I feed them because I take care of them and I love them. If you're a parent of children, (laughs) human children, (laughs) I know that you want your children to do well. I mean, I've heard it. A million times from parents that, you know, you want your child to do better than you did. Right, you want them to right. be more successful than than you were. You want them to find their purpose and have joy in their life and see good things. And when something might come against them, either in their bodies or in school or emotionally or something like that, you jump to, you want to fix it. You want to make it right. You want to help. You want to alleviate that suffering. I know I've also heard parents said, I would rather have it myself than have my child have it because I love them so much and I want them to. Okay. Knowing all that about humans and human feelings and parenting, how could you say your father in heaven, who is the perfection, who is the epitome of a loving, good father, how could he want or be okay with, with you being sick or in pain, physically, emotionally, financially, any of those things. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And this is what led me in my early, early, early times of struggling with what I was in Catholicism, not understanding, like, I don't get it. You know, you, you hear from like your tiny kid. God loves you. God is love. God is love. And then you like, oh, but he might, he'll punish you right. or, you know, he might kill your parents and all that stuff. And it doesn't make sense. Right. And it wasn't until I broke away from that and searched and searched and searched that I found revelation on and the, the word and the Bible open up to me and made sense. The Bible does not contradict itself. It doesn't say in one scripture, oh, well, God will, you know, kill you with this and that and the other thing. And then, oh, but God loves you and he wants to see you prosper and healthy and mm-hmm. and, and even as your soul prospers. It, it's not a contradictory book. OK, so if if you're seeing contradictions in it, then you need to get with the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and open your eyes and give you revelation on what those scriptures truly are saying. Okay. Don't take a pastor's word for it. Please don't take my word for it. Don't take a TV preacher's word for it. Get with the Holy Spirit and find out for yourself. I've said that over and over and over again. God will talk to you as much as he talked to anybody else. He's no respecter of persons. He wants you to understand his character. That's why he sent Jesus Mm -hmm. so that we would understand how much God loves us. He sent his only child, his only begotten son, for all of us, all of us, meaning us heathens, mm-hmm. us sinners, all of us, right. before we were saved, right? While we were still deep in sin, he sent his only son and sacrificed him in a horrific way. Why? Because he loved us. Amen. And he still loves us. Yes, of course. So we're going to be taking a look at one scripture in particular, 2 Corinthians 4. 
Actually, we'll go right to 16. I want to jump right to 16. So chapter 416, we're going to jump into that. And we're going to get into a real honest, open look at Scripture. That's what we're going to do. We're going to take an (laughs) honest, open look at Scripture. Right. There are teachers out there, they have like a really warped viewpoint of God. I'm not saying they don't love God, but they have a warped view of him. They'll take one or two scriptures on a particular topic and they'll drive a certain point home that isn't in context and they'll create what they think God should be like. And then they go to the word to look for proof to support their theology instead of, again, taking an honest, open look at scripture. So we're going to do that today and we're going to show you what things actually mean. And you know why? You know why you'll know it's the truth? Because it'll make sense. And back it up with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You'll feel it in your spirit. The Holy Spirit will back it up in your spirit. Right. And you'll have a peace about it. And by the way, pause this right now and pray that you're able to listen to this podcast with Holy Spirit ears. After you're done praying, hit play and then enjoy. All right. Health and healing. I guess the big question here is, why is it that some people get healed and some people don't get healed because he promises in his word. He says, lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. So why isn't every sick person healed? Why isn't the minute you feel some kind of a headache or a cold or some kind of symptom trying to attach itself to you, why do they sometimes go away and do they not sometimes go away? What people don't understand is what their benefits are. Right. That's okay. So I'm going to really, again, try and really simplify this. So simple. I feel like I want to say there's two reasons. Two reasons why why um, someone what? won't experience oh, okay. what belongs to them, which is divine health and healing. Not in any particular order. Consistency and the other is believing God wants you healthy. Okay. Truly believing and understanding that God wants you healthy. If you don't really believe that God loves you and wants you healthy, not only healthy, but wealthy, healthy, wealthy, and wise, I say, in successful, emotionally healthy, physically healthy, mentally healthy, good relationships, all the whole package, which by the way, the word salvation, that's what that means. It means wholeness in every area. It doesn't mean you're just going to heaven. It means wholeness and wellness in every area of your life here on earth. Right. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Right. Okay. So if you don't really believe that, or you don't understand that God wants you healthy and free of sickness, and somebody wavers in this, if they have doubt about it, then it's going to be very hard to see the manifestation of what already belongs to you. Consistency and believing God wants you healthy. Those are the two things. I think that covers a lot of stuff. It does cover a lot. Sometimes people will say there are so many different factors in healing. If you have faith of a mustard seed, and we know if you've been in church, you've seen the size of a mustard seed because you know every pastor's pulled out a mustard seed and showed you how small it is. And that's great because it gives you the visual of the tininess of faith that you need to move mountains. Right. It's not your faith. It's God's faithfulness. God is always faithful, 100% of the time faithful to his word. All you have to do is be assured of his faithfulness, his promises. All you have to do is trust in his faithfulness, not your own. Just believe. Believe. Jesus said it. I didn't say it. Just believe. Jesus said, just Just believe. Just believe. Which, again, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's easy. 
when you see things in the natural that appear like they don't line up with God's word, it kind of shakes you a little bit. That's what it's designed to do. It's designed to make you waver, doubt, not trust, get out of rest, get out of peace, be in dis-ease. Right. That's what it's designed to do. So it's. I'm not saying it's easy, but the more you practice, the more you fill your heart and your ears with God's word and his promises and the truth, the more you'll be strengthened and the more you'll be able to withstand all the smoke and mirrors and symptoms that the devil will throw at you. I, I understand it's not easy. So you've got to fill yourself like a dirty cup full of dirty water. You've got to fill it with clean water until finally that dirty water has been flushed out and all you see is the clean water. And how do you do that? You've got to cleanse your mind. You've got to renew your mind. So I know I'm like jumping around, but I'm like one thing is leading to another. We were recently in a lovely church. It was very lovely. The people were lovely. The music was great. Everyone was wonderful. It was very, very nice. It was very convenient. And then the pastor said something and we looked at each other and we went, and then people said, well, he only, you know, he just said this and maybe, you know, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I've been too long under bad teaching. Yep. That bad, bad teaching, teaching will kill you. Yes. Literally kill you. And it will make you waver. Right. It'll make you question yep. things. And when things. you start questioning God's promises and is it for me? Is it true? Or does God really mean that? Or blah, 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 then you're in trouble. Right. Now you you're sailing out into dark waters. Right. So we had to cut it there and we you know, we just we didn't you yeah, know I, we, re I reached out to him too. Right. We we yeah. just we just kind of said we're not gonna do that again. Nope. So we not left peacefully and we, we pray for that congregation. But I will not sit under bad teaching ever, nope. ever again. Nope. I know too much now. That's it. I've been too set free. That's right. I'm not going back into bondage. We've seen too much. We've lived too much. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I love these, these, these guys. Like, oh, I've spent 30 years, 40 years in the Word. What does that mean? The Word doesn't change just because someone's been in the Word longer than someone else. If you're in the Word and you're interpreting it, for your own purposes, then it doesn't matter how long you've been yeah, in the Word. Yeah, right. If you're a brand new Christian out there and you're listening, you have as much right to fresh revelation as someone who's been saved for 30, 40 years. Right. Don't feel like, oh, but I, I'm just brand new. Doesn't matter. You can right. be on fire and get it and walk in it from day one. So yeah. don't let the, the amount of time have anything to do with it. If you're wrestling with things like, you know, why doesn't God heal? Why does he heal? Why do some people get healed? Some people don't get healed. We're going to encourage you, listen to this episode, read the Bible, get in there, look up healing scriptures, really do your due diligence. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're going to read Job as the example of, well, you know, he'll allow you to be sick because he's working out something. If you're going to read Job, you really want to read that book with the Holy Spirit interpreting for you because that story can mess people up. Well, first of all, right off the bat, I wouldn't read Job to find healing scriptures. It's also Old Testament. So the devil is not going to the throne of God right. anymore. That's right. 
Yeah, he on, doesn't. He doesn't go around. He cannot like do that. that anymore. He can't. Why? Because guess who's sitting on the throne? Jesus. Jesus is. So the devil can't go up there and plead his case yeah, anymore. God's not having conversations with the case devil. has been. The case has already been tried, and the accused, who was basically us, was sentenced. And through the body of Jesus and through his suffering and through his resurrection, we were justified. Mm -hmm. And we can't be tried anymore. So forget that, devil. You can't pull a job on Christians today because Jesus already went to the cross and took care of it. God is not saying, have you considered my servant Joe? Have you considered my servant Mary? Have you considered my servant Erica? No, he's not doing that anymore. He's not doing that anymore. He can't do that anymore. So there's the peace right (laughs) off the bat. Okay? So the Job experience, why would anybody pray for that? I have no idea. Like, what's wrong with you? It can't really happen as far as, like, the devil going to the throne of God. He's he's not allowed in there anymore. Okay? Because Jesus is there. Thank you very much. No, but there is some teachers that will say, you know, God isn't going to make you sick, but he'll allow it. Why am I not getting healed? Well, only God knows. Oh, because he's so mysterious. Only God knows why. It's a cop-out. That's really what it is. I've heard people get sick because they have sin in their life. First of all... When we say people, we're talking about believers? Yes, believers. Okay. Okay. Listen, listen. If you haven't heard not not one single one of our podcasts, let me, like, just reiterate. Sin has been dealt with. I mean, I hope you heard that clearly. Sin has... Has been been dealt dealt with. with. It's no longer an issue. Right. Because for believers, because Jesus took care of it already at the cross. All your sins have been forgiven. Past, present, future. You no longer have to go and ask for forgiveness anymore. Right. Because it's already been forgiven. Your sins are no more. That's in the scripture. No more. Does that mean we can sin whenever we want? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I never heard that question before. Listen, people will say, and we've heard it before, I'm sure we'll hear it again, oh, that Who's Your Daddy podcast, they're giving people a license to sin. No, we're giving people a license to be righteous. Righteous, righteous, righteous. You are the righteousness of God. And I know a lot of you don't understand it, and it's okay. What it means is Jesus took on your sin so that you could take on his righteousness. It's not right. your righteousness. It's not self-righteousness. It's the righteousness of God that Jesus made the exchange with you so that you could be free. You could be have all the benefits that you were initially entitled to before sin entered the world back in the Garden of Eden. Right, exactly. No, when we say you've been sinning so long without a license, what good is a license going to do? <laughs> but yeah, the whole healing thing, man, it's not. It, it, here's the other thing it's the words that you speak over your life. Well, I had said uh, there were two things why people get healed or don't get healed. And I remember I said it was consistency right. and believing God wants you healthy. Consistency has to do with the words that you speak. Like, oh, what do you mean? Like, like talking positive? <laughs> like speaking positive? Oh my, it's so much more than speaking positive. I mean, the world will do that, right? Yeah. They'll be like, oh, just say self-affirming yeah. words to yourself. Speak the positive, and not that's, the negative. You know, th- look, that's okay. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But, but there's no real power in but that. But the power is when you're speaking God's word over right. a situation or, or over your body. You know, Jesus said, speak to the mountain and cast it into the sea. Even if you have the faith of a mustard seed, remember? So you need to speak 
to your body. You need to speak to situations out loud. I mean, let's take the example from God himself. How did he create the earth? Uh, he spoke, right. right? He spoke it into existence. Or was that right. just like, they didn't really mean that when they wrote that, you know? The fourth word of when God said, let there be light, he was talking about Jesus. He was the first one to speak Jesus into existence on the earth. Let there be light. God spoke things into being that were not. Well, read Genesis. It's just every single line there is That's right. God spoke. God said. God, said, God, God spoke. Said, God, God said. said. Right, exactly. God, right. As everything was created, right. it was spoken. So there's creative power in the spoken word. Actually, I was just reading Proverbs today. Just Proverbs. Okay, so I'm just going to just... I, I was like, oh, I should write down all the scriptures. But I was in Proverbs today right. and found one, two, three, four, five, six verses talking about being careful of what you speak and the effect of the words that come out of your mouth. Right. Just in one chapter. Now, I know there's more because I, I could have gone on and on and filled pages and pages and pages. But just if you want to check out just for today, just today's, you have Proverbs 18, 4. Proverbs 18, 6, 7, 8, 20, and 21. Mm. All about watching the words that come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So if it's in the word, it must be important that what you're saying about yourself and about your body, it's important because what you're speaking is you're giving it life. Words have creative power. It's called the word. Let me ask you a question. If you don't feel well. Do you think it's okay to say, I don't feel well? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Right, right, because that's the truth in the natural. In the natural. I don't feel well. I have a headache. But <laughs> I know I'm healed. Amen. So then I appropriate what I know as already being done, what I'm healed. I appropriate that truth to the fact that I don't feel well. And when the truth gets put onto the fact, the facts change. Exactly. Because facts can change, as we right, know. Right, facts change. The fact was the world oh. was flat. And then they found out, oh, it's round. Right. They found out the <laughs> truth. The, the facts changed. Exactly right. Right. The facts were the dinosaur in the Museum of Natural History had its bones set up this way. Yeah, it was a fact that that's what a dinosaur was It was a fact. Like. And then they found out that's not right. There was no, Yeah, they found out the truth that there's no way he would have been able to swallow his food if his bones were indeed Assemble that way. So the facts changed. Right. $30 million later. <laughs> right. They had to fix it. See what the truth can do? So it's so just <laughs> so you know, like, I'm not about the facts. I'm about the truth and specifically God's truth. So if you can stand on his truth, you have the victory every time. Absolutely. Every time. Every Absolutely. time. And I'm not saying it's easy. Sometimes it takes everything you've got to just stand on it. And I'm not trying to make it sound flippant or easy. It's simple. It's not easy. Sometimes right. it is easy. I'm sometimes. not saying it's not. It, it, sometimes it is easy. But standing when everything in your senses is telling you the opposite. But remember what the word says. We walk by faith and not by sight. What right. that really means is you're not walking by what you see, hear, taste, touch, smell. Your five senses. You're walking by faith in what God says about the situation. What does God say about the situation? God says you're healed. The position that you're in, remember, you as a saved Christian person, believing that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, believe that he went to that cross, 
died for your sins so that you could have salvation, wholeness in every area of your life, took the 39 strikes, was tortured, bled, all that, you believe that he did that for you, then you are coming from a position of healed. That's so important. You are not trying to get healed, all right? You're not over here on this side of the river, trying to cross that river on your own power and your own merit, trying to be holy, trying to be good, trying to get rid of your sin, blah, 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 to get to the other side, to the land of healing. No, right. no, no, no. Right. You're already in the land. You already are on the top of the heel mountain. You are healed. Jesus said, by my stripes, you are healed. Mm. Healed. He also said on the cross, check it out. It is finished. Shouldn't I lay prostate on the floor? Yeah. Crying. Crying and begging God and asking for the forgiveness of all the sin in my life. Yeah. Look. I'm not saying don't pray, but remember what position you're praying from. You're on the top of Mount Healed, and your enemy is on the bottom of Mount Healed, already defeated, trying to convince you to get off the mountain. Do not move. Stay on the mountain, plant your flag on that mountain, and don't move off the mountain of Healed. Jesus paid for it a very high price. Don't let that payment be in vain. Get into the word about what your rights are and what your inheritance is because you are a joint heir with Jesus as he is right now. Where is Jesus in heaven as he is? So am I where in this world as he is. So are we in this world. What are we? Healed? Yes. We are healed in this world. If you have studied any kind of strategic battle plans or a Civil War history or any kind of World War II history, you know the goal of the troops is to take the land. It's to take that position. Take the land. Take, take the, the land. Hill, take, take that the hill. Land. Take right. that mountain. Take, take that beach. Take that ground. That's the hard part. The good news is Jesus already took it. He won. So now it's in your hands. Jesus passed it over to you. He gave it to you. Now your job is to hold on to it. Keep that land. There's something else I wanted to cover. Go ahead. The whole doctor thing. (laughs) Okay. Listen, we're not against doctors or medicine. Oh my God, how many times have we said that? We've said this about a thousand times. Wait, didn't somebody ask us that, I think recently on on one of the Q&As? We're not against doctors. Doctors are great. Thank God for them. Here's the thing. Thank God for doctors. Yes. Because doctors will help you with your natural symptoms. Right. But we want to deal in the supernatural. We, meaning me and Christina, that's what we personally deal with. And you, as Christians. Yeah, if that's what you're, I'm not going to assume anything. No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying that the natural stuff, the stuff that the devil shows you is all the natural. It's all temporal. And the doctors address that temporal stuff. That what the devil is showing you, the symptoms, this, that, the other, the bad report, the x-ray, yeah. the mean, MRI, yeah. whatever right, it is. Right, right. That's what he's got. He's got, right. he, all he's got is the temporal, the temporary. God has the eternal, meaning the supernatural, the above the natural. So we want to elevate ourselves as Christians beyond what you see, hear, taste, touch, smell, your five senses. I'm just saying that if you go to the doctor, don't feel condemned that that's not the point of this. The point is, is yes, go to the doctor, 
do whatever you need to do, take your medication, but take it knowing that you're the righteousness of God and you actually have a higher form of health. Right. And that's in the supernatural. And even while you're taking your medication or going for your treatments or whatever it is that you need to do, right. you can still claim what rightfully belongs to Nothing you. Absolutely. You can still speak over your body. Still never. It's the consistency. That's what I'm talking about. Consistency. Don't quit just because you someone tells you something or you see something or you hear something that may appear different than what, right. what God is right. saying. And do us a favor, do fellow Christians a favor, and do just the general public a favor, believers or not. If you're going through something like you're sick or whatever, stop talking about it. Right. We don't need you to post it on Facebook. Oh, I broke my ankle. The doctor said three weeks. So we're going to, I mean, I know I'm healed, but, you know, I'm going to be open. No, just shut up. We don't want to hear about it. Let us know when you're done, when you're fully in the natural, you're fully on your feet again. Then you could praise God all you want. Great. We don't want to hear about your daily nuances of a bad report. Well, what Frank's talking about is like posting it on social media. Because how many people are reading that? Do you know who's reading your social media? Do you know what they're saying about you? What, do you know what they're speaking over you? I'm sorry. I am not letting any Tom, Dick, or Harry guide the ship I'm on. Here's the thing. The reason we don't blabber about anything that comes against us yes. is because... We're very careful about who we're going to let know about different situations or challenges that come up. Why? Because I don't want someone speaking me into the grave. So if I don't tell you every minutia of my life, it's not because I'm afraid or, oh my God, what if people think I'm not serious about God? That's not it. I don't want some nut job out there talking me into the grave. So I keep it in the house with my husband and people I'm, I trust as far as where their walk is to speak life over the situation, right. not death over the situation. So my advice would be if you've got a negative report in any area of your life, whether it be financial or health-wise or with your kids, don't be posting it on social media, number one. Number two, don't call up everybody and ask them for prayer. You pick one or two people who you know will stand with you in faith, and that's it. But there are people that are like, God's keeping me sick so I can learn something, and yet they go to the doctor. See, that, when I had a problem with that, yeah, that's what I had a problem with. When I say people don't need doctors, don't mean, mean, need medicine, that's, I never said those words. What I said was, if you think God is trying to teach you something by keeping you sick, well, then why go to the doctor? Why take medicine? Why would you do that and try and get out of God's will? Because you believe it's God's will to keep you sick to learn something. Right, which it's not. Which that's, it's not. That's not a true statement. Right. So my thing is, oh, God's trying to teach me something. Well, then why go to the doctor? Why right. not learn something? Right. Why don't you learn what he's trying to teach you? Right. And then you'll get Stay better. Stay sick. Right. right. Exactly. I, yeah. Oh, so that's gosh. not how God operates. Again, right. he's a father. He loves you. He doesn't make you sick. Right. To teach you something. I remember that one time, uh, one of the pastors we knew had said that, oh, yeah, I came looking for you guys. And I, I, I know you were, you were hiding in your house because you didn't feel well. and You didn't want anybody to know that you were sick. Yeah, that, first of all, that, that's like an outright lie. Yeah, that was a lie. 
So that's kind of scary. That and it wasn't even that pastor came looking for us. It was someone else that he said had come looking for us who hadn't. Who hadn't. Right. So what's really sad is that someone who's a pastor has to lie about things to get his point across. We don't hide from anybody. If you want to come over and talk, I'm not afraid to talk to you or afraid to tell you the truth. So bring it. Right. <laughs> yeah, we don't hide out when we're sick and we're rarely sick. I'm like, I'm trying to think the last time I was sick. We don't hide out. But what we do do is not tell people for the, the reasons I just stated right. so that people don't put us in the grave. Thank you, Jesus. Another kind of a lie that's out there is that Jesus didn't come to make life wonderful. Well, he did say, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. But not wonderful life. <laughs> Misery, heartache, no, mud, no, depression. No, no, that's a lie. Lies. He didn't say anything about it being a wonderful life. Listen, if Jesus said, I came to bring you life and life more abundantly, abundance, I don't know about you, but abundance sounds like a good thing to me. Yeah, abundance of good things. Well, here's the thing. I came to give you life, and he came to bring us salvation. Right. Let me just review that definition again of salvation. Wholeness, perfection in all areas, health, finances, emotional, mental, wholeness, right. abundance in wholeness. That sounds like good news to me. And did he give us eternal life? Yes, that's what he gave us. But he, he gave us a lot of other things in addition to eternal life, in addition to eternal life. But we still have to, we have to navigate life here. He gave us all power and authority to operate here on the earth. The word says, I give you a long, satisfied life. That means... That you get to be satisfied. Oh, but he means in heaven. No, 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 no. Because there's no such thing as long life in, in heaven. Right, there's no time. There's no time in heaven. That's eternity. Right, so long, long life <laughs> is here on earth. Right. So he's saying, I give you long life, a long satisfied life. So that means that you get to pick how long your life wants to be. You choose. What? Yes. Oh, my You gosh. get to choose. <laughs> you get to choose how long you want to be on this earth. Oh my! If you're someone you know is being taken, not by God, has been killed before their time, that is not a satisfied life. No, that is not a satisfied life. This person that had died, no way was that a long life, because well, we weren't going to talk about that. Well, we did mention it. Oh, we did. All yeah. right, all right. This person that just recently passed away, no way was that a long life. As a matter of fact, you guys are the same age. I know. Same age. And I know you're not satisfied. No. We're, we're happy. We're content. But he, satisfied, not yet. And here's the thing. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with him. It's all about him. And I just trust him. And I just say, you know what? Either your word is true or it's not. And I choose to believe that everything you say is true. And I will not be deterred from it. I don't care. I will not be deterred from it. Yes. Do you get sad sometimes? Or do you get like maybe a little bit of fear tries to creep in? Well, then you've got to say, let not your heart be troubled. And you get right back into the word. You find that scripture. You call someone who knows the scriptures, who, know, who you can link arms with, and you talk to them and them only to get yourself back on track. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is simple. Jesus and all the angels are cheering you on. They're for you. 
They're not against you. However, you have an enemy and the enemy wants you dead. Yeah, he wants you know you why he wants you dead? I'll tell you why. Because God loves you so much and the devil hates God. So because the devil hates God and he loves you, he hates you. You're not about accepting death. You're in the fight. You're in the fight. But here's the best part of your fight. Your job in the fight is to rest. Oh man, that's hard. That's hard to do. Sometimes you've got to struggle to maintain your rest. So you have got to maintain that position of complete trust that God wants you healed. Right. All right. right. So if you're asking for God's will to be done, you already know what it is. It is God's will is that you live a long, satisfied life and that you're healed. Don't let anybody pray death prayers over you. Send them out of your room politely if you want to, or just scream, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. And if it's coming from a pastor, you need to get out of that church quick. I'm sorry. I, if you read any book that tells you that uh, your sickness is caused by sin, or God's trying to teach you something, or we don't know what God's will is, sometimes he heals, sometimes he doesn't, you need to take that book and throw it in a, the biggest bonfire you yeah. can find. Don't even throw it out the window, because somebody else may yeah, pick it up. Yeah, we don't want anybody else Burn picking it. up that garbage and if you're in a church where you're hearing those things leave run screaming well you don't have to scream <laughs> just run get in your car and drive away well you may want to scream because some you may get somebody's attention and say why are you screaming you need come to with them. me you're warning them get out while you can no person of god should ever pray will accept any outcome what jesus is like gee thanks so those 39 stripes are for nothing? I have one more thing. Do you have anything else? Go ahead. I'm, I might pop up with something. Okay. I'd like to touch real quick on 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. This is what it says. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That was 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. The whole thing of we're all going to die, we're all wasting away. The Bible says we're wasting away. It says we're waste right there. Oh, wait, but doesn't it also say your youth is renewed like the eagles? Uh, yeah, and that actually was Old Testament. So, is is that a contradiction, Frank? Uh, it sounds like it is. Hey, wait a minute. I have a. I have an idea. Let's take an honest, open look at Scripture. Yeah, let's okay. look at this. All right, let's look at this. Because it seems like a contradiction, but I know God doesn't contradict himself. No, he doesn't. Just like, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. It says that in the Bible, in James. Oh, but that sounds like a contradiction, too. Well, it wasn't because he wasn't talking to us. That's right. He was talking you, to non-believers. You have to be careful about the context of what you're reading. Right. So when it says that we don't look at what is seen, we look at the unseen, what is he actually saying there? We kind of touched on this before. Yeah. What the devil is doing right. is the temporal. Right. That's the scene. Right. That's what you see. Exactly. You could see the negative report. You right. can hear it. You can feel it. You can see that's what the devil is doing. But what God is doing is eternal. What he's already done. Exactly. Because, eternal. again, eternity is timeless. Right. So there's no yesterday, today, tomorrow. It's eternity. It's right. really hard for us to comprehend exactly. living in this right. you know, natural world that we live in. 
So what God is doing is in the supernatural. It's in the unseen. It's in the eternal. The devil can see it because he lives in that realm. And he tries to play catch up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He tries to come against it in the realm of the visible. But in the midst of the darkness he brings, we are not left without instructions from the word, the word of God. We are not left without hope. I'll just read a scripture from Isaiah 60 too. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. This is Psalms 1-3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Someone cares about you, and it's the Lord. What that means is what you see is the wasting away. Oh, how many people come up to me? I teach in a gym, and people come up to me, and they say, oh, um, you know, I really love your class or, oh, I would like to take your class, but I'm getting old and uh, this and that and the other thing. And they tell me everything. And I'm like, well, how old are you? I'm 58. And I'm like, I'm 59. I'm going to be 60. And right. they're like, what? I'm not bragging on myself. Right. I'm bragging on the Lord right. because the Lord said, my youth is renewed like the eagles. And what I will say to the person, and I, I pretty much always say this if given like a chance to, to speak, I will say, you know, Moses climbed to the top of Mount Sinai. He was 120 years old and he was completely healthy. Right. His vision, his body climbed to the top of Mount Sinai, 120 years old. Right. And that was Old Testament. Right. And then I'll say to the person, and we got a better covenant now. Yeah. In the temporal, in the devil's realm, we are all wasting away. But then what's the second part of that scripture? Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Inwardly. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, what's unseen is eternal. And there you go. So what we see, taste, smell, touch, hear. The world will tell you, the temporal, the devil will tell you, it's wasting away. But we don't live in that realm. Eternally, internally, internally, and and eternally, eternally, we are in a different realm. That's right. So we're not living in the realm of the temporal, right? So we're not living by what we see. Mm -hmm. We're not living by our senses. We're living by the word of God, which says... Your youth is renewed like the eagles. So when someone says, oh, it's eternity, it's about after you die. No, no, no. Eternity is now. Right. Eternity is internal. Eternity is the glory of God that lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit is eternal. It's like, oh, my God, it's too good to be true. Well, it is. It's too good and it's true. (laughs) And it's true. So there you go. That's right. And here, here's the thing. I am not middle of the road. No. I am not the middle of the road. No, we are extreme. I am extreme. Yes, we are. Yes, I am extreme. Hallelujah. I'm on the way on the other end of the spectrum. Way over. Me and Frank live over there. That's where we are. That's where we are. We're living in the eternal. I'm sorry. I'm not going to live between the temporal and the eternal and (laughs) do a balancing act. No, forget it. I'm not interested. We're we're not accepting any outcome. I'm not interested in a balancing act. Right. Amen. All right. I don't want to balance the temporal and the eternal. I want to live in the eternal. Thank you very much. Exactly right. Exactly right. I am radical. Yes, I am. I'm extreme. Yes, we are. Right. And you know what? I don't care if you're wearing an Armani suit, if you're wearing a potato sack, if you're wearing long johns, whatever you're wearing, if you're preaching the truth, I'm all ears. 
Jesus said it. He said, be either cold or hot, but lukewarm, I'll vomit you. That's right. It makes him That's sick. Even, it makes him sick. It made Jesus sick? Well, he's not going to a doctor. No. I can guarantee that. He was fine. <laughs> he didn't, he, but that's the, the image he wants you to understand. It's repulsive. Yeah. I'm gonna, I think I can help with this. Go ahead. Christina loves hot coffee. She loves hot coffee so much that I have to heat the milk. I have to heat the cup. I have, the coffee has to be hot. As a matter of fact, I have to take boiling hot water and pour it in the cup while I'm heating the milk. She likes her coffee hot. However, there are sometimes she likes ice coffee. The glass is chilled and frosted. There's ice in it. The milk is ice cold. The coffee's cold. She likes that. But I'll tell you this right now. If I gave her a warm cup of coffee, oh my goodness. She would go, ugh. She, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Middle of the road coffee, she will not drink. She'll drink it hot. She'll drink it cold. Just like Jesus. I believe Jesus likes hot coffee and iced coffee. I do too. I don't think he likes warm, tepid coffee. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it, you know what that speaks of to me? It's kind of getting, it's getting moldy. It's yeah. getting old. It's stagnant. Yes. Yes, right? It's not moving. It's, it's just bleh. You do not want to balance good and evil. No. You sorry. can't. You can't don't, do don't it. Don't even try. You're you're going to be in sorry state if you're trying to you're trying to walk that middle line. Please, I don't want to live there. I want to live in the extreme. I want to see arms grow back. I want to pe- see people raised from the dead. I want to see wealth and prosperity. Right. I want to see transformation in people's lives. And we're not expecting anything else. Because it's God's will. Because it's God's will for you to be healthy. And wealthy. And, and wise. wise. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Deal with it. Listen. And I want to just, I just want to answer someone's question because I hear someone asking it already. Hmm? Oh, what are you saying? You never get sick? You never get sick? Yeah, here's what I'll say to that. When I feel like a symptom of something, like trying to come on me, like a cold or something like that, I'm not going to deny its existence, but I will deny its right to my body. Right. I will speak to that thing. The symptom. And I will tell it to go. It happened in Peru. Everybody else was getting diarrhea. Everybody else was getting sick. The minute that diarrhea symptom hit my stomach, I said, oh, that's as far as you go. And I didn't get sick. Well, the girls never got sick. The girls never got sick. Me and the pastor never got sick. And every other guy got sick. Really sick. Really sick. Really sick. And the pastor even said to me when we were out there, he said to me, you know, all the other guys are asking me, when is Frank going to get sick? And I, and I said, you could tell him I'm not going to. And I didn't. Done. And, and I can I can honestly say that, and this is just to, to help you out. This is not to gossip or anything. But when you're expecting that, right. like if you're traveling right. and you're like, oh, like when I went to Thailand, how many people said, don't eat the food on the street. Be careful what you eat. Don't drink the water. Right. And I was like, I got to stop listening. You got to right. stop listening to this because that is going to like then haunt you because the devil's going to take those words and he's going to keep. Oh, you better not eat that. You better not touch that. You better not give you. You're going to get sick. And you know what? what? I ate street food. I, you know, I drank bottled water, but I I drank those smoothies off the street with ice in it. I don't know where that ice came from. And I was fine. Well, it came from their water, apparently. Right. Or maybe it came from bottled water. Who knows? But it doesn't matter. I'll tell you this. The only time I felt queasy was when 
We went for that three-hour van ride, and oh, okay. I was like, oh, my God, get me out of this van. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did the three hours back. But right, then, right. then, remember, I said, oh, I feel so much better. I'm, once I got back to the room, I took sure, a shower. Sure. I was like, I'm going to go get some potato chips. I remember I'm so on, hungry. I remember on the bus going into Peru. Mm-hmm. Some of the guys were talking about, oh, I'm going to get a parasite. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. And then they get sick and they wonder why they got sick. See, this is really important, guys. It's so important. We so want you to get this, that be very careful what you're putting out there out of your mouth. You know, we live in a neighborhood. There are believers around us, yes, but they're not believing maybe the same thing as we believe. And they say stuff to us and we say, stop saying that. Stop saying that. Oh, my back is killing me. Oh, my feet are killing me. Oh, you know, oh. Oh, this is going to happen because uh, yeah. well, of course that's going to happen. Well, no, 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 no. Shut happened. up. Just shut up. Don't oh. say it. Don't speak it. You can say something like, oh, wow, my, my foot hurts, but praise God, I know I'm healed. There you go. You can say something like that. Right, exactly. Oh, you know, you're acknowledging the existence of the symptom, but you're not, like Frank said, you're not acknowledging the right to that on your body because it doesn't have a right no, on you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have a right on you because Jesus paid the price for you to be well. We knew somebody who was talking negative from the day we met this person, and just yesterday she died. Yep. Died. And I was trying to tell my other neighbor, see, it's really important that you're not speaking these death, death words over your life. Right. So I'm, you know. Oh, why did God, why did God kill her? He didn't. Right. He didn't. God doesn't take people before <sighs> their time. Right. Remember, you have to, you have the power to agree to that. You get to say when you're satisfied, because that's what Jesus, that's what the word says. Well, I hope that clears something up here. And here's bit. the thing. Any pastors or priests or ministers out there that are listening to this and you're getting all peed off about it, we love you. We want to pray for you. We're praying that you get a revelation of how much God loves you. Because really, we're all in the same kingdom. Right. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) So we might be living next door to you. We are all in the same kingdom, and we we love you. We want you to be successful. We want you to be healthy. We want you to be prosperous. We want you to have a long, satisfied life so that when you get to heaven, Jesus will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. So that's the goal here. We might sound angry. We're not angry at you. No, we're passionate. I'm just angry at the devil, really angry at him for taking people out before their time. So with that being said, remember this. We love you. We love you. God loves you. God loves you. And Jesus Jesus is Lord. Lord. Stay Stay blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast from the History with God Ministries. This teaching is a powerful ministry tool that you can use to experience the power of God in your life. Thank you again for listening and for helping us reach the world with the love of Jesus. A History with God Ministries. Seeing, hearing, remembering. Until next time, remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Stay blessed.